Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week I want to talk about having fun. Um, It's kind of a weird topic that I feel like we don't really address, and by address I mean do consciously. So if I were to ask anybody, any of you, Hey, handlers, like, why do you do the dog sports? Are you having fun? You're like, of course I'm having fun. This is great. I love it. Uh, you know, the the adage, a bad day with your dog beats a great day at work or whatever, else, you know, whatever else your comparison is, right? And all of that is really true. And yet when I watch handlers, I think, oh, that doesn't look like very much fun, either because of a struggle or because maybe just how they're like walking around or it feels like work or they look frenetic or, you know, their ring nerves are such that they just look terrified or for a whole bunch of reasons or you're lugging crates in and out of the trial or, you know, all the things that we do, right? Um, You know, there's a lot of, uh, I talk a lot about getting a dedicated calendar just for your dog stuff. And one of the things that always comes up in that exercise is once you get it all on paper, you're like, how in the world do I have time to do anything else? Especially if you have multiple dogs, there's, you know, like even this week for me, like tomorrow is like the, thank goodness it's at the same place, but there's my three dogs all have massage appointments. And then my chiropractic got moved to Thursday as well. So, and one dog has chiro acupuncture and oh, by the way, I'm moving and then they have lessons and da, 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 da. you know, one needs a, a refill on her meds. Like, I mean, the list is long. And so it's very easy, I think, to get caught up in the to-dos of it. And even in the goal setting, even in the outcomes and the things that we want to accomplish and really forget about the joy. And even when I ask people like, what is your why? Why did you start competing with dogs? You know, when I answer that question for myself, I think of, well, God, I just love doing stuff with animals. I love training animals. I love competing with them. I love seeing how far we can go. I, you know, th- you know, I, I rode horses as a kid, as you guys are tired of me talking about. But my point is in, in bringing that up is that I feel like I've been working with animals like my whole life. Like this is just who I be, you know, this is just what I love to do. Um, but nowhere in that answer did I say, well, I do it because it's fun. <laughs> and so on some level, in my mind, the fun is, quote, implied, but are we investing in it? You know, what are we doing about fun? When I take my uh, clients also and, and uh, my my coaching groups and like I have a goal, a free goal setting uh, group for handlers um, on Facebook. And when I go through goal setting, I always push people to have some joy goals. All right. So you have your all of your outcome goals, you have your titles, you have all of these things you want to accomplish. 
But I, there is a point in it that I kind of quote make people. I mean, you can't make them do anything, but I really, let's say I really encourage them passionately to have joy goals for each dog. And so if I asked you right now, hey, for your A, B, and C dog in your house, what is their joy goal? What, what do they want to do? And sometimes people just stare back at me, right? Like if I had to answer that for myself, um, my dogs all love to go swimming. They're Bernese mountain dogs, so snow feels obvious. Um, but Indy, for instance, I joke, this is our, our standard joke, she would love nothing more than to get a job as a Walmart greeter. Like that is her superpower. She loves strangers. She loves parties. She's not overt. She's kind of an introvert, but she loves just, I've seen her as someone's walking down an aisle. I've seen her move to the center of the aisle. So that person has to stop to talk to her. This is what her joy is. This is what brings her joy. And she's 10 plus and she loves to work. So I make sure that she's still doing scent work and other things, right? I'm very attuned with what brings her joy and make sure that we make time for that. I will admit it, I make more time for the older dogs to have some things that they love to do because they're not competing. They're not, quote, working as hard. And so I make a more concerted effort, I will say, to do that. But if I think about it right now in this moment, as I'm recording this, it's been too long since I've taken my dogs to the water. And I need to try to figure that out this weekend. You know, I'm, I now moved, so I'm closer to where the spot where I take them. And I don't know what the weather's going to be, but they don't care. <laughs> I'll put on a sweatshirt. I'll be fine. And I need to take them to the water because it's been a minute since they've just had fun. And the other thing I would, that I would push ourselves is to think of ourselves in that mix. When was the last time we had fun? When was the last time we did something for fun? I just talked to one of my clients and she's entered this at a trial this weekend with zero goals other than to go hang out with her friends and be in the sport and have a great time. And I thought, oh my God, that's the best thing I've heard all week because she entered an event to have fun. I was like, why is this so odd? It should not be odd. We should enjoy it and not enjoy it as like, oh yeah, and I mean, I had fun too. It shouldn't be secondary or tertiary or uh, whatever is 10th, <laughs> whatever that word is. Like it shouldn't be an afterthought. Fun should not be an afterthought. The community of people, yes, there can be drama. Yes, there can be crazy dog people, even by crazy dog people's standards. But we should be making sure that we are having fun. And if we're not, something is wrong. The other thing that f- where fun comes in is in training. You know, so many people and certain sports get a... Uh, a worse rap than other sports, right? Obedience, right? Is It's a really easy one to poke at and say, oh, that doesn't look like fun. Well, if it doesn't look like fun to you, you're not that person maybe, or you're not watching the right people. Because I've seen some freaking incredible obedience in people and their dogs are having a freaking riot and they love it. And those people have taught it as games or as fun and their training is fun and they don't look at it as the old, old, old school of like the militant healing and the da, da, da. Those dogs are working and they're loving it and they're having as much fun as any Newfie in the water, right? Doing what they love, right? Um, What comes naturally, I should say. So 
we really have to remember that training should be fun. Trials should be fun. The dog should be having fun. We should be having fun. Because when these things fall apart, when we aren't, it's almost like, you know, self-care is kind of a quote in thing right now. But the truth is, is if we're not making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and taking our taking care of our dogs on their behalf, if you will, then we are kind of neglecting them, right? By definition, if you're not taken care of, then you're neglecting. And I really feel that fun is part of that. I really feel that it's our duty to make sure that everything that we're doing stays fun and it should never feel like drudgery, right? It should be, you know, if you if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. That's what it should look like and it should feel like and it should be. Because when the fun falls apart, then I think that's when you see the dogs and the handlers get burned out, right? I think when burnout happens, it's because it's too much drudgery, not enough fun. And it doesn't even have to be like payoff, right? You don't have to be like, oh, I well, I earned, you know, a mock and a notch and a grand championship last weekend. So obviously I'm having fun. I mean, maybe. I mean, those are some pretty incredible accomplishments, but maybe they were fun. Maybe you were just freaking glad that they were over, you know, and you finally crossed the finish line and you can just cross that off or put a star by it in your journal and you're done with it Um, and still feel burned out is the point, right? You could get to that finish line and need like a month off because you're like, oh my God, Uh, straight uphill both ways, you know, kind of a situation, right? So I think that we have to make sure that fun is in the cards because in most cases with our dogs, we are going after big titles potentially or big milestones that are marathons, not sprints. You know, those of us who are going for things that require 10, 20, you know, double Qs or triple Qs even, or certain amount of points or certain amount of things, or, you know, in draft, it's 20 Qs to get a grandmaster draft title. In agility, 20 double Qs plus a shit ton of points. Um, Aches, my God, that marathon that that is. Um, Rally championship now is out there, 20 triple Qs. I mean, all of our sports have really ratcheted up in terms of the upper level goals that people can attain. And so it it can put us on a treadmill that we want, but also we kind of like don't want, <laughs> right? And that second half should never be the case. It should be fun to go after those big titles. It should be fun to go after even your first rally novice title, right? It should be fun to go after those things. And there should be joy in our dog's lives. There should be joy in our own lives. We should be um, scheduling joy, scheduling fun, making sure that it stays fun. Otherwise, that burnout then will really come to bite us. And I think that you can be competitive and goal-oriented and busy. Like your calendar can be chock full. Every weekend, there's something going on. I mean, you guys know how I feel about rest. I'm a big believer in in giving your dogs a rest and taking like a month off, you know, really resting their bodies and their minds. Um, 
in part because you want to keep it fresh, um, but a lot because you, they need a break. Everybody needs a break. You need a break. They need a break. So you can be competitive. You can be busy. You can be goal-oriented. You can set your sights on things. You can have time frames. You can have outcomes. You can have all of those things, but you have to put the fun in there. You have to make sure that you are doing something to make sure that you're all having fun. And while you're at it, by the way, you really should look at your goals and the goals that you're setting, the goals that you've written down, your process goals, your outcome goals, and ask yourselves, are these fun? Right? So ask yourself, like, what, what drew you to the sport? Was it a challenge? Was it fun? Did you enjoy it? Do you still enjoy walking into the ring as much today as you did when you first started? How can you get that back? If the answer is no, if the answer is no to any of these things that I'm saying, if you're not having fun, if you are facing burnout, if you aren't feeling those kind of like first enjoyment sort of things, how can you bring that back? You know, how can you bring that back? Can you look at each of your dogs and be like, how can I make sure you have fun in the ring? You know, how can I make sure that we're connected and you're having fun and we're having a good time? Um, I would like to see that, right? I would like to see everybody always having fun and happy. I mean, I think one of the highest compliments anyone has probably ever given me as a handler is that you and your dogs always look like you're having fun. I think that is one of the highest compliments any of us can get is that it looked like your dog was having fun. I've even had what I felt like, you know, and sometimes it looks worse than it, or it feels worse than it looks, but I've come out of the ring and it's felt terrible. I don't even know what ring it is. It doesn't even matter. Any ring. And you come out of the ring and you're like, oh my God, that felt terrible. And someone will walk by and say, have said to me in that moment, well, at least your dog was having fun. And, you know, I look back at them and part of me wants to be like, ah, you know, rubble, rubble. Um, but the other part is like, I look at them and I'm like, thank you for saying that because yes, maybe I wasn't having fun, but yes, my dog was having fun. You're right. That's what this should be about. You know, sport is, it's so easy to get wrapped up in the competitiveness and the drama of it and the, you know, the need for the cue or to be first or get the points or whatever. And, um, you think that, well, the funds for out of the ring, the funds for after the show's over, maybe we go out or the funds for in between classes when we're just talking and, you know, kibitzing or, or what have you. And I don't think they should be separate. I think you should be having fun all day. I think that, you know, the bad runs, of course, it might not be as enjoyable. Okay. But at least you're doing something you are having fun doing. So, Short and sweet this week, my friends, because I, the homework is on you, all right? I need all of you who are listening and spread the word. Get your friends involved too and ask yourself, like maybe you're going to a trial this weekend and, um, you know, strike up a conversation and ask somebody else like, hey, what does your dog like to do for fun? Like, I'm curious. I'm looking for ideas, whether you really are or not, doesn't matter. Um, but like, what do you guys do for fun? You know, what does your dog like to do? Are you making time for joy? And I want you to answer that for yourselves very seriously for every dog. I don't care if you've got puppies. I don't care if you've got seniors, your highly competitive dogs, wherever your dogs are in your household and in their sort of competitive lives or in their life cycle, um, they, you need to be scheduling joy. 
And I know for myself that I am going to challenge myself to make sure they all go to the river this weekend because, well, for one, they're filthy and they all need baths. So why not get them really dirty? And um, for two, it's been too long. It's been too long. And I'm just being really honest with myself. And I'm, um, you know, maybe admonishing myself a little bit, but it's been too long and they need to go have fun. So I'm going to make sure that that happens. So um, that that's that's my challenge to you make sure that you are working in fun that you are working in joy and if you are going to a trial this weekend and this is kind of an aha moment for you I want you to think about how you can work joy and fun into the day you know sometimes trial days can be really long can you go take an extra walk can you um, run out and get a snack or stop at Dairy Queen or I don't know. I don't know what would be fun for you. You know, I always had a thing that when my dogs double Q in agility, we stop for ice cream on the way home. And it's a tradition. It's celebratory. It appreciates the milestone. It's kind of fun. I love ice cream. So any excuse for ice cream is always good for me. Um, so just think about all the little ways that you can bring celebratory moments and joy and fun and just really, I don't know, look at these these dog sports like, like a 10-year-old kid would. You know, put your childhood self in that place and be like, oh my God, I get to do this with my dogs. How cool is that? You know, so I think we need to like reconnect with that, the kid that would have the wow factor and the wide eyes and be like, no way, you get to do that with dogs every weekend. Like that's how we should feel. So that is my wish for you. I want you to find joy this weekend. I want you to find the fun. I want you to bring, I want you to look at your dog and be able to see that they are truly having fun. You know, that look that we get back that they're like, thanks, this is fun. Um, So that's my challenge for you this week. Okay. I hope you take it on and I hope you take it on not just this weekend, but I hope you start this weekend and make it a regular part of your lives with your dogs because you know, at the end of the day, they are pets, our pets and family. They're not just these little robot competitors. Um, they are our pets and our family and, you know, maybe our bedmates. <laughs> maybe they're sleeping on the bed too, uh, wherever they are. And they're an important part and we want to make sure everybody's happy. So go be happy. Go have fun. Go put some joy into your life. All right. And you will avoid burnout in the process. So that's it for this week. I want you to have a great week with your dogs. That is fun. And I will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.